Hello there, my name is Alyssa Olenek. I am obsessed with all things exercise, science, outdoors, and growing an honest online business. I've spent the last 10 years studying exercise physiology, nutrition, and metabolism, and I'm here to help you move past the extremes in the fitness and wellness industries to have the real conversations we're not often willing to have with a sprinkle of sass and a whole lot of truth. I'm here to help you confidently live with me in the messy middle. Hello there, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Messy Middle podcast. Today, I'm going to talk about a topic that I have been obviously a lot more adamant about on my social media pages, if you've been following along on Instagram, and that is setting boundaries. So for the last year, I have tried, failed, tried again to be more deliberate in my boundary setting, especially in the context of what I do on social media. So I think I've always been relatively okay at setting boundaries in my personal life. I kind of am a yes woman and not even a yes woman in a people-pleasing way, but I've always just kind of said yes to things for more opportunities, more work, kind of overextending myself. And I think that started to trickle in into how I ran my business on social media. And then what it ended up turning into was my good intention of always helping, being helpful, giving to others, wanting to help people, you know, solve their problems. I'm a big problem solver. Ended up me overextending myself in a way that led to people kind of abusing that and then me feeling mistreated and getting angry. And then that was a vicious cycle because then that would make people almost cross more boundaries. And then it would make me feel more disrespected, more angry, more overused, more overextended. And it became this vicious cycle that, at least in the context of my life and my business on social media last year, made me very resentful of the work that I was doing. And it made me not want to help people. And it made me want to like shut up and shut down and build a wall and like tell everyone to screw off and leave me alone. And so I worked really hard with setting boundaries this past year and publicly you've kind of watched that. And I have tried and failed and tried again. And so I have done better with this in my personal life, you know, the last few years. Again, like I said, I used to always say yes, especially when it came to schools and jobs and work, but that was just me being an opportunity seeker and probably not protecting my space and my needs as much. But as I get older and I have more obligations, more duties, a more serious relationship, um, I'm running a business that I can't take as many risks on anymore. I'm also at the end of my PhD. I've gotten a lot better at saying no to things that don't serve me. And so I did start saying, know a little bit more in my personal life the last few years, especially my PhD, where I knew that things would overextend me or I couldn't do them or I didn't have the time or space or I quite frankly didn't want to. And so I did get a lot better at that in my professional life. But then when it moved into my business, you know, the first few years of business, you just, you feel like this, this total push of desperation to just do everything you can and overextend yourself. And a lot of the business coaching models and advice that's out there kind of pushes and encourages that. And I think there needs to be a healthy balance between giving and serving versus, you know, over giving your, who you are as a person and like destroying yourself in the process because you need to have you and fill up your cup to fill up other people's cups as cheesy as that is. And so drawing boundaries in my professional life has helped me a lot more. And it's probably the reason I have the energy to be recording this podcast here today and rather shutting down the whole shop. And so starting last year, I talk about this. There's a podcast episode that will probably be out before this one's out on Emily Duncan's podcast, where I opened up about my last year between like basically March, 2020 until now I'm April, 2021. And so you guys might've witnessed my business kind of rapidly blew up during the pandemic. I'm very fortunate for that. But what came along with it was I was trying to help people so much with how scared and during lockdowns and isolated and frustrations with fitness that I wanted to help so much that I kept giving, giving, giving. But then at some point people perceive that giving as having complete open, like no limits access to me all of the time. And that spiraled into me feeling really overused and resenting what the work that I was doing and 
impairing my mental energy and creativity to make content, which indirectly actually reduced what people wanted for me. And so it just turned into a vicious cycle. And so I started to really hone in on drawing boundaries more publicly, which I'm kind of more in a public eye versus like, you know, broadcasting the boundaries I had in my own personal life than I have with others in my life. So first, I'm going to quote a few quotes from our girl, Brene Brown, to give you guys an idea of what boundary setting actually kind of means in the context of this. And so I think we think tend to think that drawing boundaries is a really selfish thing to do. But as you saw, me not drawing boundaries was destroying me. And it actually was like hurting the things that I was able to give back to others. And so I view boundaries and honesty. I'm a very blunt, honest person as an act of, you know, self-love and, you know, affection, I guess, indirectly to others or, or, you know, being truthful, being honest. And that includes drawing boundaries because you're telling people the limits of what you have. And that allows them to both respect you, but that you to respect yourself, but also then you're not actually giving people an over and extended or unhealthy version of yourself. So people are going to be disappointed. They're going to be angry. I actually lost a lot of followers in this process and I don't regret it. So to quote our girl, Brene, um, I have a few quotes pulled up here. I'm going to share all of them because one of them might resonate with you more than the other. So the first one is daring to set boundaries. It's about having the courage to love ourselves, even when we risk disappointing others. The second one is living a connected life ultimately is about setting boundaries, spending less time and energy hustling and winning over people who do not matter and seeing the value of working on cultivating connections with family and close friends. And then the last one is when we fail to set boundaries and hold people accountable, we feel used and mistreated. This is why we sometimes attack who they are, which is far more hurtful than addressing the behavior or choice. And so I kind of want to touch on all of these. And so I've only read one of Brene's books, um, but I do love her words. I've listen to her talks. I know some people think Brene is overstated and overdone, but I think a lot of these things when it comes to setting boundaries and protecting ourselves, but also how that allows us to show up as our best selves is really important. So if you love my podcast and you love my content and you love the work that I do or other people do, um, for me, at least I can speak to myself is because I draw boundaries. I'm able to do what I do because I draw boundaries and pull back. And honestly, now sitting in April, 2021, I kind of like really cracked and it broke me towards the end of December and early January. And I I knew that I had to make a change. And I knew the biggest thing is that I knew that I had to make my own boundaries for myself. And I had to draw those instead of expecting others to. And I think that's a huge mistake I made in the beginning of my boundary setting journey, especially when you have thousands of people to trigger your boundaries every day. And so at first I was trying to get people to respect my boundaries. And so I was, as you guys know, I try really hard to create resources and I try to link everything and do all of these things for people. And so what I ended up doing is I ended up over giving and I just backfired on me. So I was like, okay, well maybe if I give people all these things, they will leave me alone. And so it really did get to the point where I was like, I just want to be left alone. I just needed space to breathe. I couldn't feel myself breathe or think. I just felt so overwhelming. Like people pulling on you all the time. And I'm like, okay, well, if I give people more, they'll leave me alone, right? And this isn't me attacking you guys as my followers. This is a, you know, talking about a community as a whole, not individual people. People are always well-intended. But because of this, I started to, as Brene said in her, the third count, a quote I shared, is that we feel used and mistreated. So I felt like everyone who was asking me anything or not respecting my boundaries I was trying to draw or not doing these things was a personal attack on me. I would get angry and reactive, which I personally can recognize are things that are unhealthy traits that I have about myself. We all have them, right? I'm 
not, you know, the first to say that I'm perfect and I didn't do anything wrong, but I was just getting so angry and active to everything. Cause I was like, I'm giving you what you want. It is there. Like, and, and it took a lot of self-work for me this spring especially coming off of my like exceptional burnout with this was to stop being so angry and and just I know I give people the benefit of the doubt but after a while it starts to wear on me and now I just have to recognize that most people doing this usually aren't ill-intended but you need to reestablish your boundary with them so that they know right so again I never get mad at people for things even if I'm feeling reactive myself but what I've started doing instead of just expecting people to never come to me and push my boundary is every time someone pushes your boundary it's an opportunity opportunity to practice your boundary. So instead of expecting people to respect my boundary, because people aren't going to respect your boundaries, they don't give a shit about you. And some people do and some people don't, but they're going to fall into those one or two categories. The people who you're going to disappoint are going to be mad or they're going to say fuck you and blow you off and not care about you or unfollow or not be your friend, whatever that means for you in your relationship. Or there's going to be the people who maybe don't know or don't realize it. And when you establish that boundary, they draw a little bit more respect or they know how to go about that. So for me, that's personally, like showing people where to find the information they're seeking kind of thing. And so, yes, I can be a little sassy about it, but it is helpful. So when someone comes to you, it's an opportunity for you to set your boundary rather than expecting them to respect it. And that's helped me a lot. And if people don't know what they're doing, unless you tell them, or they don't know that they're crossing a boundary, unless you bring it up to them. So if someone messages me a huge, long, you know, paragraph, multi-paragraph DM asking me for all this personal advice, instead of my old reaction being, screw them. Who do they think they are? I like, I'm a professional. They should be paying me for this. I just will instead now be like, they are probably someone who's seeking help. They probably don't know any better. They're probably in a difficult situation. They were very polite in their message. I just reply back very nicely. Hey, like some general thing, this falls into the realm of coaching. This is not something I can help in a DM with like blah, blah, blah. And it usually ends up in a better reaction and response and conversation with that person than it would if I had been infuriated to begin with. Again, if 700 people ask me where I got my shorts, I'm like, hey, did you know that I had this resource on my page? And some people get annoyed by that because they expect you to just hand things to them. And some of them will be like, oh, wow, that's actually really helpful. I didn't know you had that. And they know now how to find things for themselves and respect that. And so obviously a lot of my examples come from social media and that's where most of you guys are seeing this, but the same things happen in in my life and my family. And so because I've been able to one, draw better boundaries on social media, I'm not always clinging to my phone. I don't feel this need to always be on there because I'm constantly being demanded. I'm able to create more space, which allows me room to do other things in my life. And it allows me to pour into things like my relationship with uh, Regis, who we're both very busy and don't get to see all the time. But I've also, it's, emphasize for me how to reinforce and practice these within my own life. So there's times where I will tell my mom, I'll be like, Hey mom, can you not call me? Because I have this big thing going on. Like, you know, moms, I call you all the time throughout the random day. I'll be like, Hey mom, I, I just, you know, can you just text me today or I'll call you tomorrow? Or I'm really busy today. I can't do this right now. And not feeling bad or guilt because I'm a horrible daughter because I'm not, you know, answering my mom's every single phone call throughout the day and establishing, Hey, like this summer when I had comps, I was like, Hey mom, can you just not call me for like the next day or two? I really just can't talk to anyone. I just need to focus on this and just get this, like get this done. I'll call you after. And so that's something that I needed at that space and time. And so that's helped me. That's an example of my mom, but same thing. When I felt really, really burnt out earlier last uh, year, I was, I, I was super burnt out. I couldn't hear myself think I was in this big mental funk between lockdown and my PhD and comps. And I had to tell my brother at one point in time, cause he always likes to have these very long in-depth conversations. We talk about like very serious topics or nuanced topics or have like mind debate type things. That's how my brother likes to function. And I got at one point last year, was like, Jake, I love you 
but I can't, I can't talk about these things in depth every time we're talking on the phone because I just don't have the mental capacity for it. It's not because I hate you or I don't think these things are important, but I just don't have it in me right now to have these conversations. And now that I'm in a healthier place, we have phone calls where we talk for an hour, hour and a half. I love my brother and I have that space to cultivate and develop that relationship with him. But I also, when I don't have the time for it, I say, hey, I'm not super busy. Or sometimes he's busy and he'll answer my phone call and I'll say, hey, do you have time for this? Or hey, can we chat? And so it's allowed me to also create the space to ask people their boundaries before, you know, we word vomit or dump or vent or share things with people. So it's allowing me to both improve my personal relationships with people in my life by communicating more what I need or I can't do or I don't have the capacity for while also recognizing at the same time that other people have those and they're not usually communicating them. I think we talk about boundaries a lot in social media because you see that and that's a huge thing especially now with like influencers or people who run their businesses on social media because the internet is a really volatile place and it can really break you down but this does still apply to your everyday life and so I think the same thing applies like you know, I have a million DMs that I have to address each week and every single one of those is usually an opportunity for me to practice boundary setting. Sometimes I don't need to, sometimes I don't need to draw any boundaries in there and I have the capacity and time. And sometimes I tell people when I have the capacity and time, I say, hey, normally I don't reply to these things in this much depth, but right now I have the time and I'm I'm happy to answer you. Um, or I'll wait, I'll let DMs hoard up and then I'll reply to them at once when I have the time and capacity. But you can apply the same things to like, I know many of us have our email inbox that is like never ending. I have that for my business and personal and academic. And so I draw boundaries with my academic email inbox and things like that. When people ask me if I can do things, even if I feel like a horrible person for not doing it, I say no. I felt really bad. I had an undergrad student in another department who was trying to do a podcast for a project. She asked if she could interview me as an exercise specialist for that. And she asked me super last minute and I probably could have forced it in, but it would have been stress for me to do it. And so I said, no. And I felt bad letting her down. I would have loved to help her, but I knew at that point in time, like it was not something that I can do on that short of a notice, but also someone asking you something short notice is also disrespectful to your time. So you're allowed to say no to things. Um, same thing if people if the, like my tell my students, I was like, if you don't email me um, by Friday afternoon, like I have like before the end of the day Friday, I have no obligation to email you back until Monday, right? Like I don't have to email people over the weekend. That can't be expected of me. And I let them know that very clearly. I tell them where to find the answers to the things that they need. And so I draw that boundary early on. And usually it ends up with students being able to find answers for themselves and being self-sufficient while also addressing things soon enough that they actually respect my boundaries and then they get their projects or whatever homework done or whatever it is on time. So I practice this both in a personal, professional, and also online life. And it has made my life tremendously easier. I think this past year, with lockdowns and COVID and the pandemic that so many people are always in their emails, Zoom, their phones, and we're so burnt out from so many things. But then we also don't think about the fact that everyone else is also as burnt out as us. Um, and so it's easy to just ask people to emotionally expend energy for you because we barely have any for ourselves and we want that in return and to be very demanding. Well, not being you know considerate to that. So I think when it comes to setting your own boundaries, it helps you to slowly start respecting or looking for other people's boundaries and recognizing that and so 
it's not perfect. I'm not perfect at it all the time. I still have moments where I do get very frustrated. I get very angry and I recognize that I'm maybe not respecting my own boundaries and that's why I'm feeling that way. So things that I've started to do, at least in my social media life, is if I'm very high anxiety, very high stress, very overwhelmed, I know that the less I'm on my phone, one that helps, but the less I'm present on my social media, like the less that's demanded of me. So it's creating less work for me and it's giving people less opportunities to kind of push that past what I'm capable of doing. So if I don't have the time or space to reply to all comments on a post that day, I either won't give a prompt in it asking for comments or replies, or I just don't post because I know that if I'm posting and people are taking the time to comment and engage with my content, then I'm going to reply back to them. And if I don't have that time, I draw the boundary of just not posting that day, right? People deserve access to me when I'm giving them that opportunity. And same thing, like I'll hide off my stories that day. Um, and then less people tend to contact me. So it helps me create space for me to respect my own boundaries and knowing that that's too much for me while also allowing me to serve the few people that are, are trying to access me without overflowing myself and to an extent where I start to resent the work that I'm doing. The Messy Middle Podcast will be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. Are you confused about what supplements you should actually be taking? In a world full of juice cleanses, detox teas, fancy promises, it can really be hard to trust anything. But high quality supplements, when dosed appropriately, can actually help support your fitness goals. And that's why I use Legion. I've been using Legion supplements since the beginning of this year, and after years of never really fully committing to one single brand due to lack of transparency in their labeling, unnecessary fluff, or just reporting things as blends and not knowing what's actually my product, I finally found a solid science-based product line that fits my supplementing needs. Legion's products are 100% naturally sweetened, and my favorite part, they are fully transparent in their labeling, and they use dosages that are actually backed with what the science says you need to be effective and support your fitness goals. And not the least amount you can get away with, and not just labeling as blends, but fully transparently telling you what's in your product and why they dosed it that way. And this is huge, because it lets you know exactly what you're taking and if it's actually going to be effective, and then you can know what's going into your body. My personal favorites are their cinnamon cereal whey. Yes, it tastes as good as it sounds. The mocha cappuccino plant protein. Pulse, their pre-workout, which comes in non-stimulant or caffeinated stimulant based. And Recharge, the recovery blend, which also gives me the creatine I need to move weights well in the gym. Legion offers 100% money back guaranteed if you're not happy with their products. And you can save 20% off your first order today with our code MESSYMIDDLE at checkout. That's M-E-S-S-Y. M-I-D-D-L-E at checkout to save 20% today. And so it's not perfect. I would say that when I first started setting my boundaries, coming to terms with, especially as a business owner, um, for my friends that are fitness business coaches, owners, whatever you do in social media space, you can feel like you're disappointing people and that you need to serve everyone all the time. I mean, you're told to serve, 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 but you're not going to make great content if you're brain dead and frustrated and angry. My best content comes when I'm from a healthy mental space. And so, you know, it's I'm spending a lot of time, like Brene says, uh, hustling and winning people over who don't matter. Generally, the people that were pushing my boundaries were never or are never, if you're someone listening to this, the people that are respectful to me, it's always the people who really just don't give a shit. 
The people that are respectful, if you draw a boundary, are going to be like, oh, I'm so sorry, I didn't know, or oh, I didn't know that, or they're going to be like, oh, thank you for replying anyway, or they start a message which is like, hey, hello, right? Like, how are you? Or they're, they're very polite, and they, they're not trying to ever cross a boundary, and that's great, and you can read right through that. But the people that were crossing boundaries were the people that are leaving jerk comments or jerk DMs or things that are not worth your time, and so I stopped engaging with those things. I've restricted, put more restrictions on my accounts. So those people don't get to access me, and if they do, they don't get my time. They don't get my energy and they don't get my attention. So I spend way too much time fighting with multi-level marketing huns or people leaving shitty comments rather than having actual positive conversations so that when people do post things that are a little snarkier, I can reply in a way that is healthier, that can usually pivot the conversation to be more positive versus I was getting a lot of experiences where if I didn't reply to people that were generally didn't matter, they would twist the conversation back on me and try to put me in the wrong. And if I have the better mental and cognitive energy space, I can usually prevent that from happening right off the bat. Or if I recognize that's happening, then I just disagree engage versus trying to fight with strangers on the internet. And that has helped a lot. So protecting that space, I limit my comments. You have to follow me. And if you DM me something random and you don't follow me and you're asking me for something you and you don't and you don't consume or engage or even know anything about my page, then you don't get access to me. And the, these are just little hard, fast rules that I make. I do little things for myself where I don't go find posts for other people. I tell them where to find it for themselves. So that way they then know how to find information that they're seeking. So in the future, they can always find what they need, but it also helps respect my space and time. So these are things like I've done in my social media space to help protect these things for myself. And it has helped a ton. So I know not everyone's a social media influencer, so these things might not apply for you, but practice these things in your own life or your own relationships, right? There's a lot of times where I, you know, I need something more or less in my relationship, even with Regis, and I will openly communicate with him. Like I'm a big, open, honest communicator person. I will bluntly say things. There's times where I know that the people are not working at the capacity I need them to, or they're not doing what I need them to. And I either make the choice to take over things on my own or I tell them where they're letting me down or I need more to do or I find someone more efficient especially because I hire out to people and so I have great employees now who do a lot of great things for me but I also make choices for outsourcing or hiring to people that I know can work at the capacity that I need because then if ends up pushing my boundaries because then I have to be the bad guy and I don't want to put myself in that situation so I I try to build scenarios and build communities and people around me where it's that mutual respect. And I usually ask people too, especially like my employees or people that are working for me, like, hey, do you have the capacity for this? Or hey, this is something that I would like done, but I know that you were busy or I know you're working in these other things. Please get to this when you have the time, like removing that pressure right off the bat to respect that for them or asking them even ahead of time or respecting their own personal business if they're a contract worker, whatever it is. And so I try to extend that out to other people now too. And I think that reciprocal respect allows people then to respect you back, respect your boundaries. And it makes it a more positive interaction for everyone. I think a lot of the reason people get their boundaries crossed or we get snippy with each other is a lot of people are just projecting their own insecurities, their own anxiety or their own shit onto other people without assessing the situation. And I've done a lot of that in the past too. But if you can remove yourself emotionally from every interaction you're having and logically respond to things and kind of my brother actually describes it as your wall and letting people behind your wall and you get to choose who's behind your wall. And I think I did a really bad job in the past of just letting my wall down and like letting everyone get to me and pull for my energy and drain me all the time. And now I get to choose if you get to be behind my wall. 
and I get to choose what I put out there and what people are allowed to comment on or share. And like, I'm a lot more secretive about things in my life to protect my own space, but you get to choose who's behind your wall. And if in every situation you let everyone behind your wall, then you're going to lose your shit on people. You're going to disrespect them back and they're going to disrespect you back. And it's just going to be kind of very volatile, right? But if you can assess every situation and saying, okay, well, what do I need in this situation? how like what is my capacity and like how can I also extend that respect back to someone else I think it helps a ton so I do this when I'm setting meetings with people I do this when I'm doing things and I also do this all the time when people ask me if I want to do things even if it's a fantastic opportunity if it's not a hell yes and I even have a slight in like inhibition to doing it or not a great gut feeling or I know I don't have the time and it would be overextending myself I just say no because it respects the other person they can get someone else to do that job for them that does have that time and capacity while also not overextending yourself which I know can be very hard especially for grad students and I said yes to everything the first year of my master's but then I started to ask for things that I was afraid to ask for because I didn't think that I could but when I asked for a weekend off or if I could take a vacation or a trip I found out that the answer was usually yes and those are the things that I needed for myself that allowed me to resent my work less and I know that's just how I function so I think the biggest thing when it comes to boundaries for me is not only you know pushing those onto others and setting them for yourself when it comes to interacting with others but then also setting boundaries for yourself you know how you work and function best right and so you have to draw your own boundaries on yourself all the time so you might be someone who does not sleep well unless you cut your phone off at a certain period of time which we generally all should be doing at myself, but you might be someone who needs to do that in order to function better. So you have to have a self boundary, right? I'm someone who will overwork myself and burn myself out and push myself to like the the 10th degree. I'm like Icarus. I fly too close to the sun. So I draw boundaries with myself. I know that when my stress gets too high or I, my capacity starts to get too high, I can feel that. And I know, and I now know I have to draw that boundary with myself to draw things back. And usually that means saying no to other people, but it also means saying no to myself sometimes or saying, this is not the right time. Not now, not like this, maybe later. And that doesn't mean that you're being lazy and putting things off. It just means that you are giving yourself space to breathe and space to function in what you're doing, right? Well, also like planning for the future in a way that's setting it up for future you to do those things that you want to do. So yes, there's times where you just say, yes, let's do it. Screw it. It's not the perfect time. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying wait for the perfect time. I'm saying assess your capacity in what you're doing and being honest with yourself. And maybe sometimes that means if you want to do something badly enough, you have to pull something back um, in order to do that. But you draw those self boundaries so that you're not overextending yourself. Because then if you're overextending yourself and then other people come in and they disrespect your boundaries, you're going to get pissed because you're going to be like, why didn't you know? you should know I work so hard, blah, blah, blah. You're going to just get super, super mad at people. And I think this happens in relationships a lot when people are like, I know when I'm working a ton and Regis is working a ton and the apartment's kind of a mess, we'll kind of get frustrated with both each other on that, even though we both should just communicate, hey, we're really busy. So I'll do things now where I will try to clean extra when I'm less busy. And I kind of know that he picks up a little bit after me um, when I'm more busy. And so that way it doesn't lead to that, right? Where we get frustrated with others for not respecting our boundaries when we never even communicated them or we're respectful enough to reciprocate those back to other people. So I know I tangented a lot here. I wanted to try to cover all these bases because I know some people are on social media and are probably wondering how I've drawn those boundaries with people online and I've gotten a lot of backlash for it um don't expect to not get backlash for drawing boundaries you're gonna piss people off but generally like if I'm in situations where people are giving me unsolicited advice or being like rude to me or um you know not being polite or demanding a lot for me and they're not either offering something in return or 
in it's quote unquote like in the arena as Brene says in some of her other quotes then they don't they don't get to tell me what to do if someone gives me an unsolicited opinion who is ahead of me or doing the same thing as me and they see something that I'm doing I'm going to listen and, and respect it but if it's someone who you know is just a keyboard warrior then so be it they don't get it and they don't get my time and energy whatever like I'll move on with my life and that's easier said than done not perfect um but also making sure that you're doing this with your life, with your relationships, with your family members. I think we can kind of overextend ourselves for our family a lot and uh, feel really guilty if we don't, but we only have so much capacity and so we have to respect that, but we also have to give that respect onto others. And I think it makes our relationships with people as a whole a lot better. It makes us resent our work less. And when we do all this, we create space for us to have more mental space, one, which probably helps our mental health, and two, more creativity or more productive in the things that we do. When I'm not overextended and angry and resenting people and burnt out I am so much more effective and productive in my day-to-day -day life and then adjusting and ramping up those needs and demands season to season based off what we're doing and so I'm going to refer you guys back to my episode in season one balance is bs to talk more about how like balancing things in the the uh, concept of harmony versus balance which I really like a lot um the bush book passion paradox talks about that a lot that is not a Brene book I, I do read other things um because that kind of ties into this with drawing those kind of self boundaries in your work and knowing where to extend yourself and where to pull back so that you're not burning out. But also, you know, in the context of integrating those things together where we're drawing our boundaries in our own personal life in a way that allows us to be successful while respecting other people, but expecting that same respect back, right? Because in the, the day, you kind of teach and show people how to treat you, right? You have to respect yourself in order for other people to respect you, but you have to draw those boundaries to hold account people accountable for how they're treating you because one, they may not know, or two, they might not honestly give a shit and are just rude and let them go. Like you gotta kinda get used to disappointing people or people not liking you. That just, that's life. And so I've always been someone who's kind of okay with that. I mean, a lot of people have not liked me across my life. I'm pretty used to that. I don't mean that in a self-deprecating way. Like that's just being a human, especially being a human in the online space where thousands of people have an opinion on me as a person. Like I can't expect all those people to love me and think I'm great and awesome. Like that's not gonna happen. So I have to be okay with disappointing people. But in the process of disappointing people, whether it's in family, work, social media, like personal life, whatever it is, it gives you the opportunity to not feel misused and mistreated, resent what you're doing, but then better serve people ultimately at the end of the day. So boundaries are not only an act of self-care or self-respect, they also are an act of service to other people's because it's showing other people, one, how to respect you, but also giving you the space and energy to have the, the time or the mental energy or whatever you want to call it to actually do the things that you need to do that usually ultimately benefits those other people or screw them. They don't matter, right? Easier said than done. So I hope this was something that you guys benefited from. I get asked about my boundary setting a lot and it's hard because I have boundaries in multiple areas of life. And again, not everyone has, you know, DM inboxes they have to manage all the time. But you guys see that I I really do just address it head on. Sometimes I'm maybe a little sassier than people prefer, but I'm not gonna let people just be jerks to me for the sake of being jerks to me because they think that they can. Like I fundamentally am a human at the end of the day and a human being behind the page. And I think a lot of people, especially in social media space, they think that we're just these service robots or human Googles or not people or people they can say anything to or punching bags. And it's really disrespectful. It kind of, it feels very dehumanizing and I hated that. I just felt like I was being used in a human Google and people were just, you know, trying to pull at me all the time. And I knew that it was something I had to fix and I really hit a breaking point with it. And that, I don't want to say that, you know, reaching a breaking point with that is something that, um, 
is good to have happen before you start to draw boundaries and respect yourself. But this was about six months after I had tried to start drawing boundaries and I was doing better at it. But the biggest pivotal switch for me was not expecting other people to respect your boundaries because they will not, people will not respect your boundaries. And instead, constantly practicing slowly every day every opportunity is a chance for you to to draw your own boundaries and I would mess up I would not draw it I would feel overused but eventually if you keep doing it like any other habit having a success rate of like one out of every five times turns into three out of every five times and four out of every five times and then most of the time 90% of the time you're drawing your boundaries into the point that now I can identify okay this is somewhere where I need to draw this boundary or I have the space for this right now or hey, this is just a no. And so the more you do it, the more you see it and the more gentle you get at drawing them and then you feel less like a big, awful bitch. Sometimes I'm a little bit sassy though and I still feel like a bitch, but sometimes it's warranted. So you don't have to be as aggressive as me, but it does help and you can be nice and draw boundaries at the same time. Those things can coexist. And so that is my boundaries chat with you guys. If you benefited from this, you learned something, let me know, shoot me a message, share this podcast, you know, tag me with it on your stories. I would love to hear how you guys are integrating boundaries in your life. I know of all the backlash that I've gotten, I've gotten so much positive feedback of so many other women specifically saying thank you for showing me what it looks like to drop boundaries. I think a lot of women just let people walk all over them where men will be like, no, screw you. And they just give, 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 and they're very nurturing and loving, but you don't need to give yourself to everyone all the time to be a good person and drawing boundaries. You deserve that. You deserve space and respect in your life and you deserve that from other people and you shouldn't be afraid to do that. So no matter how nice you are, if you're an Enneagram too, I'm talking directly at you (laughs) kind of, but not really kind of, um, channel, maybe don't get unhealthy, but channel your eight. Don't be afraid to draw those in your life. And so like most things, I will go first. I will lead the path and it is scary, but Start small, start just drawing those little boundaries, start by saying no, just start by saying no to something. And once you give yourself permission to say no, or you give yourself permission to tell people how you actually feel or communicate your feelings, you're honoring and respecting yourself and it's an act of self-love and you're gonna, it's gonna get easier as you do it. So start small, start with that first little no or that first little bit of communication. Um, don't be upset if you disappoint someone. I mean, sit in your feelings, but it's gonna happen. But recognize that it's gonna give you more time to spend on the other things in life that are way more important than pleasing others at the end of the day. So thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Messy Middle Podcast. I hope you learned something from this. As always, you can save 15% off any of my eBooks or products on littlestfitness.com with the code MESSYMIDDLE3. And so if you love today's podcast, again, share it, tag it, let me know. And I will catch you next week on the Messy Middle Podcast. Until then, live well, demand better, and stay messy, my friends, and draw those freaking boundaries. We'll catch you next week.